I would probably need money. So that's the big mistake that a lot of people make. They're like, oh, I don't want to be in this job. Fuck it. But I don't know what I want. So let me just like keep living my life until I figure it out. But then one day you have an idea and for whether it's for a new business or the project that I had or something. Mm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't like act on that idea because I, I don't have money. It. Okay, guys. Okay, we got to stop doing that. Anyways, we have <laughs> an amazing guest for you today. I didn't even tell you the format of the show, so you're just we're just gonna like wing I'm it. I'm clueless. Celine <laughs> Da Costa. She helps people create seven figure brand stories and it's amazing because she's a female and i feel like we need more female entrepreneurs out there because my sister's an entrepreneur and then you know you're literally like one of the most smartest human beings and <laughs> i see your ads all the time it's always with you and like a llama just like <laughs> telling me to go to like your llama free ads. web class yeah a lab class but essentially what we're gonna do is we're gonna dig to the bottom of not just every well, we should probably tell everyone like how we met I don't, I don't even remember. remember. There's, there's several ways. Verified. You know, yeah. I'm friends with a verified person. <laughs> how'd you, Ooh, how'd the you do blue check. How'd, how'd you get that? How'd you, how'd you do that? I applied for it and I got it two days later. Like, how come I don't Legit. Legit. And I applied it actually in a cafe in Bali. I was at Pomelo Cafe. Yeah. and, I was, and we're, we're in Jakarta right now though. Are we? Yes. How do you, how do you apply for it? We're literally going to apply do, every day. You on the app. You go on the app and then you apply for it. And then you just, you put in a picture of your driver's license or your passport for verification. Mm. And then you just click submit. It takes like two They minutes. don't like check about your history online. No, oh, they do. Uh, yeah, a lot of people apply, but Well, don't. you're like they a writer do. in Forbes, right? Exactly. For, like you have so much, you're, you're just amazing, you know? Uh -huh. And I'm not like hitting on you because of course you're like way out of my league. Like, like I wouldn't be, even, I wouldn't even be able to like slide in your DMs because I'd see like the blue check mark and I'm like, I'm inadequate. Story I'm, magician. That's story so, magician. yeah. Before we actually get into the format of things, because how we essentially do this is we like try to bring the authentic truth of what's going on out there. Because you know how like some so many people like make videos, um, but they're just talking to the camera, and the people on the other end, like either the future customers or like the audience that you have, they can't really relate because it's not mm -hmm. like a conversation like what we're having right now. Right. Um, before we get into that and your expertise, and then we could find the bullshit on the internet because it's more like a game show. <laughs> it's a, it's not a, this isn't really a podcast, right? Oh my God, you're putting me yeah, on the spot. Just look at our freaking Wi-Fi password. Like, yeah. it's not professional at all. Um, but can you just like tell everyone your story? Because I know you're badass. Hanson is already knowing you're a badass. You have, a, you are the most amazing salsa dancer in the world. <laughs> what? Is uh, there a video of this? Maybe. Please, is there a video of you dancing? Okay, I'm like, please tell me you didn't take that video. Like, uh, well, um, this is public, so that, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, but how did how did you get? Okay, I want to know how did you get to the point where, like, I get it. Like, you you you're phenomenal. You help so many clients like build amazing stories. I saw your stories sometimes. I'm like, man, she's like dropping some really good content. What I want to know is, where were you before, and how did that fully lead you to when we were dancing salsa at one time? <laughs> And then you just like and twirl me around like a little girl. Yeah. And I giggled. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what happened. Um, okay, how far back do we want to go? Because I can give you like like from the womb. Oh Jesus. Um Exactly, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's what they call me. Um, okay, I will give you the the synopsis and then anything you want me to expand on, I'm happy okay. to do so. Let's do it. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Are you ready? Okay, great. Are you guys ready? Are you guys ready? <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I needed that. Okay, so um, you probably can't tell from my accent. Well, you know, but um, 
I'm originally from Rome, Italy. Mm. So yes, Rome, Italy. I am Italian. I just uh, hide the accent. <laughs> I like how you raise the hand. <laughs> you need to have the hand, otherwise yeah. it's not speech. If it's down, <laughs> is it just like Croatian? It's n yeah. No, you got it. No, that's 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 the that's the sneaky ones. Mm. This that's is me. So yes, I, I immigrated to the States when I was 10 years old. And um, ever since I was a kid, I've always, I mean, my mother's Brazilian. Um, mm. I'm Italian. I, I've been traveling the world since I could like, you know, probably since the womb. Yeah. <laughs> my fetus was just like, you know, <laughs> traveling around. And um, a little wanderlust <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> Little palm tree and on your zygote. <laughs> like, notes from the womb this morning. Yeah. Um, so um, is that a blog title? <laughs> notes from the womb. <laughs> that should be okay. You're saying I'm sorry. Anyway, I'm super idiot right the, now. In the future. In the future. Okay. Um, so yeah, I immigrated to the states when I was 10 years old and uh, you know, having moved around and jostled around since I was a little kid, I never really had this sense of grounding. It's never really been a part of me to feel like I belonged in one place. I, I, I just remember one of the, my earliest memories since I was a child is just feeling like I don't belong. Like I, I don't belong, I don't fit into this. I was always the weird kid in some way, shape or form. I get to the States and that just amplifies because all of a sudden I don't speak a lick of English. So I came to the States, no English whatsoever. Mm. And I'm an only child, so I don't even have anyone to share this experience with. And I get there and it's freaking winter. And mm -hmm. I, when I was in Rome, like I didn't see snow my entire life. And all of a sudden I'm just thrown into a suburb from Rome to Connecticut suburb. Ooh, Connecticut. <laughs> Connecticut. Connecticut. <laughs> Hanson from DC. <laughs> yeah, a Connecticut freaking suburb. From Rome. There is, yeah, from which, Rome. Which, which, where, where in Connecticut? Um, Fairfield. Oh, okay. So it's like this really rich um, suburban, just like little town. Mm -hmm. And it's snowing. I remember it was March and I was like, what the hell is this? It was like for a 10 year old, it was like the apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And so I, I just get thrown into this culture where all of a sudden I'm thrown in. I got to learn how to speak English. I got to make friends. Um, everyone's picking on me because apparently my clothes aren't cool enough or like up to date, whatever. I, I would have thought <laughs> that you'd be like popular because Connecticut's no. so, everyone's so like plain vanilla and you know, no. but you're like from Rome and so exotic, Yeah, you would you know? But I feel like I, I know exactly what you were talking about. Were you one of those like Italian kids that came but you had hair like this? <laughs> <laughs> you, were one of those hair, you were one of those girls that had like bangs like this. I right? wore the same outfit like two to three times until I got dirty. <laughs> yeah, you're just like Steve Jobs, you know? You're like Mike now, Mike. A little, a little <laughs> like, hey, change your shirt. Yeah, but like Hanson's trying to adopt it too, you know. I you am. Know, like oh, the other day, were you proud shirt. of me? I was so proud. We did a podcast yeah. the other day, and it's like, whoosh, he was like, dude, what is that? I'm like, I haven't watched it in three days. <laughs> we 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 start to pick up. Like, oh, that must be yeah. so like convenient. Anyways, go on. With yes. <laughs> Damn it, Hanson. She's <laughs> yeah, going story go time right now. Like, boom, yeah. <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and um. I, I just remember like, just again, this feeling of I don't belong here, I don't belong, just amplifying, amplifying. And not only that, now you have this extra layer of me being in this different country. And all of a sudden, I'm just starting to get this whole brainwash of the American dream. Like, oh, this is what you need to do. Like, you need to learn English and then get really good grades and make sure you're getting into like a university because you're in America now and like, you need to make something of yourself and you need to like, go to go work somewhere and make a lot of money so you can like support all of us, yeah. <coughs> my Brazilian family. But anyways. <laughs> or just um, so. <laughs> and we won't love you and we won't feed you. <laughs> exactly. You're basically not ours anymore. Exactly. Well, they weren't that extreme, but that was just the pressure, you know, the unwritten pressure of, um, actually not unwritten, it was pretty fucking written, pretty spelled out. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm, was, I'm growing up with this pressure and then, you know, it's accumulating. I'm 11 and 12, 13, 14. And then when I turn 14, 
it feels like shit hits the fan because in addition of, you know, puberty, that shit's no fun. <laughs> um, you have, I have uh, my then stepfather who we immigrated there with, who actually turns out to be a complete asshole. Did, little did I know. Um, he walks out on me and my mother and this guy, he was basically our income source. Um, and he walks out on us and leaves us. Basically he, he sells the house behind our back. So when I was in school and my mom was at work, he would have people come in and see the house and then he like sold it because it was under his name and takes the money and goes to Spain. And that's the simplified version. And so now I'm like 14 years old, I'm still struggling with this like out achiever, like I must succeed, I must be the person who like brings, makes everything happen. And now I have this extra layer of like, oh, I also must support, help my mom. I must like, actually I have to be somebody. It, it went from a nice to have to a must have. And so um, I'm, here and I'm 14, I'm like, okay, I gotta find a job. And you know, here's the fun twist because he left, he left us undocumented. So all of a sudden I couldn't even find a job like because I didn't have like the right papers, but I ended up finding a job, um, you know, just working at an insurance company and then a doctor's office. So I'm working like 30 hours a week, plus going to school, plus going to the gym. Cause you know, looks, mm, uh, and <laughs> priorities. <Nipple> so, <laughs> but I'm literally waking up at 6am. This is like a 15, 16, 17 year old. I'm waking up at 6am every day so I can go to school. I stacked all my courses, um, all my classes, skipping lunch so I could get out at 12. So I like literally had no free periods so I could get out at 12, three hours earlier than all the other kids and go to work for six to seven hours that day and then go to the gym and then do my homework and go to sleep at like 10 or 11. And so I'm in this grind for like three to four years, just working my ass off being like, I have to get out of here. Mm. I have to get out of here. Making um, all the money I could to just completely take myself off the table for my mom because we were living in a 20K household. We went from mid to, uh, I think my dad, my stepdad was making like 150, 200K or something. It was, it was pretty good income to 20K, like in the course of just several months. So we were just moving around whatever house we could afford, um, just, just, just trying to make ends meet. And I was just trying to delete myself from like being an expense and working. Mm. And so I just remember those years were just like this blur of anger and just rejection and just like, why is this happening? Like, what the fuck did I do to deserve? You know, a teenage, I was a teenager. I wasn't like processing things. So I just turned to like becoming this complete robot of a person, just shutting down everything, everything that was happening. Plus I met my dad when I was like my real dad, when I was 14, there's just like all these bombs coming at me that I couldn't handle. So I just went like this, duk, 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 just shut everything down. And I was like putting my head down, I need to get out of this town. That's it. That's the only thing I'm doing for the next three to four years. So I turn 18 and I'm, this is my senior year and I apply, even though I didn't even think I could go to college because one, I can afford it Two, I didn't have the proper documentation yet, but it was in process. Um, so I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to apply to everything. And my counselor, God bless his heart. And I think one of the biggest things I've learned in the past few years is just the kindness of strangers. He waived all the application fees so that I can apply. I ended up getting into the University of Pennsylvania. Like I applied for it like as a reach school being like, you know, I'm never going to get in here. I'm probably going to go to UConn or some, or some community college. All of a sudden I get into UPenn. Again, the financial advisor listens to my story and what I've been going through offers me a full ride. Mm. So now all of a sudden I'm like, you know, Fairfield, poor kid, like poor little immigrant, like fuck, what is she going to do with her life? And I'm like, nope, I'm going to an Ivy League. So I plunge right in go to this Ivy League. And again, it's the same shit, right? Like put my head down, get the grades, get out of here, get out of here, make something. 
get the fuck get out. The, <laughs> just plowing through life, mm -hmm. just being like, I need to keep going, keep climbing, just mm -hmm. getting myself. I just felt like I was like this deep in this mud hole of just misery. And I was like, how do I get, I have to get out. When did you actually get out? Um, probably not until a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Not until I, I well, what, what was the thing that changed? Cause I mean, like seriously talking to you and just like everything. Cause we're probably going to tell this, uh, like video, how to make a hundred dollars a day in your part time or something. So there was literally some type of thing that happened that you're like, you know, screw this. And then you were able to grow your Instagram. You're able to grow your audience mm -hmm. and you're able to grow your brand. What was like that day that everything was just like, you know, fuck it. Mm. And, you know? I had, I had the moment. I actually had, some people have like a, a slow build. Yeah. I had like the snap. Um, it was in 2015. Um, and by then I had been working in corporate for three years because yeah. even though I was struggling with anxiety and I was struggling with depression, um, I just, I got the grades, graduated from Penn, uh, honor, honor student, did, did all the right things. Um, then I decided to go to corporate in New York city. Was it because I wanted to go there? Fuck no. It was because I had to, I was supposed to, all the Penn kids went to yeah. New York. So I'm in corporate for three years and I just remember like, it's the same grind, just like at a different level. Like now I'm, I can pay my own rent, but I'm still like just as miserable. And the same thing, you know, waking up in the morning, 10 hour work days, maybe getting a drink with a friend, going to bed. And um, I remember getting to this point a few months before this, the breaking moment where I thought to myself, I kind of like made it you know, quote unquote, based on my dreams of a 10 year old, I had made it, right? I was in corporate in one of the biggest, coolest city in the world in one of the best agencies in the country and I was miserable. So I was like, wait, what's going on? Something's, this isn't what I worked like for the yeah. past 10 years for. And so I had this opportunity, which again, because of storytelling, this crazy opportunity where this entrepreneur and philanthropist basically heard my story and offered me an opportunity to go to Cambodia <clears throat> for two weeks. And he, I, he, he actually offered me an opportunity to go to any country of my choice to do any volunteer activity of my choice. And I chose, um, teaching at an orphanage in Cambodia. I go to Cambodia, I fly to Cambodia and I take my two weeks off a year. Right. And I'm like, okay, let me at least do something meaningful with my life. And like volunteering in Cambodia, like typical stereotypical, yeah. like privileged white kid, like kind of, you know, scenario. And so, um, I'm there, I'm like, okay, let me like do good things so I can feel better about myself. And the first day I get there, my grandfather dies who I'd only known for five years and really, really loved. And all of a sudden I'm heartbroken before I even step into the orphanage. Like I'm fucking bawling and crying and just so upset. So I'm like, again, put my head down, get it together. This isn't like you're on a mission. You got to do the damn thing. And I spend the next two weeks with these children in Cambodia. And I don't know how familiar with the country. It's one of the poorest countries in the world. And about 50% of the population is under 21. So basically a lot, there's a lot of kids um, prostituting themselves. There's a, just, just very sad place. And I'm spending two weeks there just completely immersed with these children, seeing how, you know, there was one day where I actually had them write what they wanted to do, be in a board. And everyone was like, I want to be a policeman. I want to be a lawyer. I want to be a singer. I want to be a doctor. Like nobody was like, I want to like grow up and be a drug dealer. Like I want to grow up and like sweep the streets or some shit like that, or like be a prostitute. Like, no, they wanted so much. They had these huge dreams that they would never be able to reach unless like a freaking miracle happened. And like, like if, unless someone like a Westerner was like, oh, I pick you Pikachu and like sent them to like a Belgian school. You know what I mean? So unless that happened, they really didn't have a chance to, to achieve that dream. And so seeing that firsthand, being connected personally to these children and seeing like they probably won't ever get there and they all have dreams. They all want so much more of their lives. I got back to New York City 
it was on a Sunday and I went back to work on Monday and I remember being in a meeting, a conference meeting where they were like brands. I used to do a brand strategy and they basically pay you like $50,000 for like a deck on like how to like do social media. And then they never follow our never follow our advice. It's crazy. They, they just, just give you money and they're, they're like, just like, you just the money oh, make a deck. And then we're going to like brief the team about what social media, what our colors, what our language should be like. And then never actually follow the, 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 yeah. the hard work we did. Mm -hmm. And we were sitting there arguing for like an hour about the brief and this, just this bullshit discussion. And I got out of that meeting and I was like, I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, no, 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 no. I'm done. I'm absolutely done. And from today on, I'm not living one more day consciously living in fear. And those were the exact words I used. I'm not living another day of my life consciously living in fear. And from that day, I was like, I'm changing everything. Did I have any fucking idea what I was going to do with mm. my life? No, but I knew that no more. I decided I was going to quit my job, but I didn't quit my job right then and there. I needed mm. a plan and I needed money, right? Because it's like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't recommend people be like, fuck it, bye job. <laughs> and then like no safety net, nothing. From then on, I started to make a plan and several of those plans failed until I had my idea um, of the social experiment to catch yeah. around the world. What was that? The social experiment? This, this is essentially <laughs> like, because one of the biggest things like for everyone's like listening, because um, and then we're going to get into like the format of things is uh, we just got off the phone with one of our like successful students. Right. And then she was telling us that everyone's like going through this negativity, like what you went through, what I went through, what he went through. But there's this like there's like this gap in the online content versus what people are actually experiencing in real life. You know, what, what actually like what you went through as like being raised as an immigrant, you know, dad leaving and then everything online is just saying like, oh, it's so easy. Oh, mm -hmm. you could do it. And it, it is easy, but you have to have so much pain behind you mm -hmm. for it to actually be easy mm -hmm. because anything less than the pain you went through would be easy, right? Mm -hmm. So what I'm like curious is when you're like in this situation, everything's like going to shit. You've been doing this for like years. You've been trying to help your mom out. Um, what was like that first thing, for example, that got you to maybe like an extra $1,000 a month or an extra $100 a day? Because that amount of freedom could allow you to just be like, peace out, person that doesn't mm -hmm. like listen to me or like peace out boss to actually just like travel around the world and do what you're doing right so now. So basically how was I able to get the funds and the means and the resources yeah. what, what from was, the moment? Like the first thing? Yeah, that moment. Yes. So that's the first thing I thought about was how am I going to do this? I made because, that money. Yes. Um, one of the things was I didn't know in my head on that day, I was like, oh, I'll just apply to jobs in Europe. I'll just move to another country yeah. and, and have the same type of job. So I didn't actually have the actual solution that I eventually took. But what I knew is that whatever I choose, if I move to Europe, if I, I just need money, like period, yeah. I need resources. So the first thing I started to do was I started to cut on my expense expenses. So, you know, like the $5 cappuccinos uh, and, the, and the at night, I lived in New York City, like the $15 drinks, that shit adds up. So once I, the first thing I did was cutting down on that and how I did it, it's, it's fucking boring. I don't know if people are interested. It's like, oh, you know, you pregame, yeah. you stick flasks in your boobs and you go to clubs that way. And so guys, this <laughs> more of a story, like if we type this in, like, can, like Hansen, can we just type in like how to save money? <laughs> I, I think we actually made this video. See, it's about to like go up. How to save money. Seven ways to save over $14,000 every year. I don't think any one of these. Oh, scheduled, we'll, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll just we'll just look at like a like a regular. This is like the, how it's going to happen. We're just going to like, it's like a feedback. Yeah, yeah, us. yeah. We're Googling it. So this guy, his money saving tip that saved him 12,000 in six months. Oh, we watched him the other day. Oh, we did? Mm -hmm. I did 10,000 in six months. 10,000 in six months. Mm -hmm. should I did. Just, should, maybe, should that let's, be let's, the title? 
the 10,000? Uh, how to say? So, yeah, how did, do you want to? Share yeah. how you did that? Yeah. yeah step um, number one, put a flask in your boobs. <laughs> step two, have boobs. Yeah, yeah. Think about it like three drinks in one night and you're going out three yeah. or four times a, a week. Like, mm. you know, but it does help to be a girl. Sometimes guys pay. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> I, remember, I was rocking a flask uh, for a couple of years too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You need to have the flask and they have all the, you have the shampoo flask. They have like the tampon box flask. See, <laughs> so I, like, really? I, did you ever like, I had like, like um uh marked my flask where if i get past that point i knew i was getting hammered that night oh no you know? no i think mine makes them so small that like just one flask is is, is the deal well i have <laughs> no tolerance so it's like one oh, flask okay, i'm like okay. <laughs> so i like one third i'm like that's a good night after half i'm like oh, i might as well just do the flask and it was just blackouts oh like, my god <laughs> <laughs> so yeah see i didn't even worry about the flask because i just thought it was inefficient i'm like if i'm gonna 80 20 parade principle this like shit right now i'm just gonna get like like a fifth of jose and know that if i just drink this before i go out the door then mm -hmm. i'm good for the day so you front load it and then just I would just front happens. load and then I would coast instead of like you know when you're like doing good and you say, take that one little shot yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. like the world literally just goes <laughs> you know, like, oh you literally God, think yeah. thoughts like I'm not safe I'm not you touch your face <laughs> I'm not like, safe it's like that, just are you numb. sure that was just booze yeah <laughs> and then you're just like talking your, thoughts, but not you're, you're talking to like your freaking Uber yeah. what oh you can't hear that well, you didn't hear that. That was only no. I can't hear. You. The, the thing was literally just like, please restart charge headset. And I literally thought it was like the world. Uh. As I was going drunk, I was like, what is it happening again? That was literally like what I, don't I heard. Think you need batteries to use that. So. No? no. Well, it literally was just like you need to turn turn it off and then. Oh no, it's up. It's yeah. Up. I know. It says a, does it talk to you You're sometimes? Yeah, it does. Do you saw my face? I was, like, I was like, you, you are you being an idiot. Shut up. Basically, no. It's like, like uh, what did you take like, before that? Did you see it? He's like, no, no, no. You literally you hear that? Like, you did you just like, have like, a eureka what? moment? Am I like... We're like, no. Oh, my God. It was literally like, there's three moments in your life I'm that so glad we got you that just remember, video. you know? Did you hear that? Three moments. No. The first one is when you are when you see your first child born. The second one is uh, when you put like a flask in your boobies. <laughs> and the third one is when the battery in this Bose headphones just goes... <laughs> But yeah, so let's talk really about it. So you saved ten thousand in six months. <laughs> I did. Yeah. How'd you I did. do that? Step one, boobies. Uh, step one, boobies. Step one is saving. Step two is um, I was very materialistic. <laughs> um, I think that's probably we can psychoanalyze that all day long, but we're not gonna. Um, probably those those China. nipple tassels on your ears aren't like. Th that's no, definitely they're Gucci. like Gucci. three dollars. Oh, Gucci please. Castles. No, but back in the day, I had like the juicy jumpsuits. I, I was just trying to it. make up for, you know, my lack of mm. finances early yeah. on and just spending all my money on clothes. You know, some pocket. kids in my high school would leave the tag of the t shirt. Like, Shut if it was a 40. Up. Yeah, I'm like, Are dude, why don't you just staple your freaking receipt to it? <laughs> you know, like, just staple it. That's, that's like popular. They do it with like, um, they do it with hats and shoes. Yeah, too. they just don't want to take what the stickers the off. F? I'm or just thinking they don't want just the one. I've seen people it. wear like dresses to like weddings with that because with the intention of returning it. You ever go oh, up to them with scissors and you're just like you're just like <laughs> yeah. pin it in. Uh, you just like cut it. Oh, oh. Yeah. Ooh. that's hey, savage. I, I love it. <laughs> that's what I would do. I would just like cut it. <laughs> yeah. So 
the steps. Oh my God. The, the steps. steps. <laughs> right. Um, and then the second step was I just started to sell a lot of my things. I had to part with the juicy jumpsuit. Like yeah. I was just all up on eBay, like juicy all up on it. Um, and I had How much it does it go on eBay? Yeah. I'm juicy. Like, I, now, I don't know. I mean, four years ago, it was probably a little bit cooler, but um, it's now it's see. probably like nothing. Nothing? I don't know. I'd buy it. I mean, there, there's things that are 300 bucks a pop, man. I would what? think so. I had Chanel glasses. I sold those for 400. That was great. Um, but anyways, I definitely... Look at that. 7 like million rupiah. 8.4 8, 8. million rupiah. Everyone that? watching this is like, what? Because we're in Jakarta <laughs> We're in right Jakarta. Now. We're in so. Jakarta, so everything's like mm. Indonesian. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So I sold a lot of shit. And then the third step was probably the one that moved the needle the most, which is I started to just network the hell out of LinkedIn and started looking for freelance jobs, like high paying mm. consultant what freelance year? jobs. How year was this? 2015. Okay. Yeah. How do, how do you do that? Can we pull that up? That's like a dope thing. All up on LinkedIn. All up on LinkedIn. Um, I don't even know how so to use So I LinkedIn. was basically, what I did, which is actually how I also ended up being a Forbes writer. Yeah. Um, it's through this chain of events. Um, what I did is I went on LinkedIn and I looked up the roles, the, the job roles that I really wanted. And it wasn't like basic like, strategist because I was working as a strategist in an yeah. advertising agency. I wanted to be a cultural strategist. Like they, it was a niche. And so I looked up these roles and I remember just connecting with people. And I remember connecting with this random guy. I cold messaged him because I was so impressed by his mm -hmm. profile. He was one of the first things people to pop up. And I was like, look, like you don't know me, but I love what you're doing. And I'm really, I gave him like a very personal note mm -hmm. and I'm interested in switching careers. He ended up answering me. And we got on a phone call, like 10 to 15 minute phone call. And he connected me to this other woman who worked at a future trends consultancy mm. and I met with her and she was all about mentoring like 20 something year olds. Um, she had a program called like the 4020 where she was mentoring people. So she, it was very much like in her nature to, to want to help. And I told her my story again. I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to change my life. I want to change careers. I'm still in a full-time job. Um, and I'm just looking to, to just experiment and find different things right now while in the security of my job. And so um, I was like, do if you have any freelance, or anything let me know and so I actually kept doing this but with several people but eventually she got back to me because um, that future consultancy mm. had I mean look the universe works in such mysterious ways they had a project in Italy and they specifically needed an Italian speaking consultant, which is basically like with nipple tassels me. As, <laughs> with, as with some experience and nipple tassels and earrings. And she was like, yeah, we can't like this. You, It's you. I just instantly thought of you. And that project, I remember, paid $3,500. And that was already a third of, of what I needed. And by then, I, w I think I already had like four, 4K. And with my job, I was just saving like every single penny that wasn't going to rent that wasn't going to like my basic mm. needs i was just putting it away um and so it was adding up um and so by the by the time i did the freelance job it was like february or march and i left in june and i basically got to like eight or nine k around there and then it was just a matter of just selling my furniture and just um just taking care of like a few more things and i was able to raise that but but then it's what the crazy thing is is that i did this consultancy job this this freelance so you can do freelance because a lot of people when they're trying to save money and they're in their full-time job you know yes i say you know put 
put flasks in your boobies. <laughs> and I and I'm like, okay, sell your things. But people, some people might be listening to me like, well, I don't have like juicy couture, like jumpsuits. Yeah. I'm like, don't use that as a fucking excuse. Cause you can still, you can, you just get one more freelance job than I did. And then you can have that, make that money. But as a high, like mm. when you have the leverage of a full-time job and it's like a good job, you can use that to like position yourself as an expert. So as a consultant, you can get paid like 150 yeah. to $200 an hour while still having a full-time job. You just got to work more. Mm -hmm. But again, that's the side hustle, right? And so, um, yeah, so I saved that money. And a, a couple of months later, I actually, when I had the eureka moment where I decided on my social experiment and what I was going to do around the world and how I was going to document it. Cause again, I had, the, I always had the strategist background. So I'm, I always thought to myself, how can I leverage this? How can mm. I use this strategically? Yeah, and I always so, see it in your eyes. You're just like, like just <laughs> networking through people. You know? I'm just what? Like, I just see you computing like all the time, just like seeing things that I feel like normal people can't see. Yeah. You know? I like run codes. Like, yeah. when I, like I like run like human codes. I'm like, okay, what's, what's going on here? What is your code telling you right now about <laughs> this human being that's like standing in front of you? It's just like, <laughs> wait, which one? Like you are the one that's yeah, in like, my how, imagination. How are you Cause I got a story right in my mind right now and I have you. Okay. Yeah. I'm the story in your mind. <laughs> no, there's two different layers. I was seeing something like I was okay. seeing the story that I was telling you. And then I have this, so I'm like, it's like, um, you're, we're like on zoom right now. And we have like a little bit like on the top right there's like the story that i'm playing yeah. in my head and then it's like you uh -huh. <laughs> like, what why are you burying it i'm just i'm just like pouring into my eyes i'm like, just trying to like read your code i'm like what? no 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 no, no. <laughs> i can give you one you i don't want to comment i don't want to comment but then you're saying look at those cute little dimples yeah look at that smile you were saying back to oh, the saving so of with the your money. glasses on oh. <laughs> he was no, no, I was just curious on like what the code was going on because you're like, so cute with your dimples. So uh, the code is basically, go. I mean, obviously this is um, years of development and refinement, and now you know that I'm an NLP practitioner. You yeah, she's fucking influencing <laughs> us right now. Um, what, Buy my shit. <laughs> it's just, it's just a matter of just paying attention to human feelings, and one of the yeah. things that I've always taken with me when networking, and I think it's why I was able to expand my network so yeah. quickly and so successfully, and then beyond networking, actual human connection. When I did start traveling is that I'm always thinking, what mm. does this person need? What value can I provide in their lives? How can I, my basically presence can, how can they enrich in their lives in big or small ways? Mm. Because when you give that to people, when you give them that value, whether it's she's somebody that has good energy or like she's somebody who's helped me with my business in this specific manner and everything in between when you're consistently providing little like nuggets of value that yeah. person is always going to remember you in that way mm. and be open and receiving when it is that you do need help mm. that help in return so um you know and that's exactly what happened with this woman i called her a couple months later it was two, it was like a two or three weeks before I was leaving for my trip. And I was like, oh my gosh, you won't believe what happened. I just want to update you. Cause everyone who helped me during those months to like get the freelance jobs that everyone I networked with, I literally had a spreadsheet and I texted or called every single one of them to thank them when I decided that I was going to do this, this trip because they really contributed to me like wow. figuring out my direction. She was on the spreadsheet and I called her and I was like, hey, look, I just want to let you know, this is what happened. I'm going on this crazy social experiment. I'm going to circumnavigate the globe by couchsurfing through human network. I'm mm. not going to use the website. I'm just going to like throw myself into the abyss and see if like human kindness will catch me. And I think I said it like, just like that. And she, she just pauses for a minute and she's like, wow. I have something to tell you as well. And I was like, oh yeah, tell me what's going on. 
She's like, well, I just, uh, I just started a, a division at, uh, at Forbes for women at Forbes. And we are actually looking for columnists. Mm. And uh, this story, would you be open to documenting it from like the beginning to the end? Like w- what you're doing? Wow. This story is amazing. And I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. And so the day that I left, um, the day that I left, my entire life, New York City ripped everything apart and I got on that plane to Italy with no idea what my future was, no idea what would come out of me if I would come back to New York. If I just literally didn't know what would happen to me. I just knew that it was the right leap. And that day I published a Forbes article, which is still, you know, obviously on Forbes, which is why I quit my job to couch surf the world. And I, that's how I started. Like mm. basically erupted, disrupted my old life and just began designing a new life that I absolutely loved with that step. But again, it wasn't handed to me, right? Like that day when I was looking at myself in the mirror, I was like, I'm gonna do everything it takes, everything it takes. I'm gonna earn the money that I need because I couldn't afford it to to just go. So I had to stay in that job for nine more months to save the money. But I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make shit happen. And mountains are gonna move for me because this is what I need to do. And it happened in ways that I could have never, ever, ever predicted. Mm. So if, if we were just going to even like just, because I'm always trying to think, okay, if somebody's like at a job, because we got off a call with like, say one of our clients and um, she literally couldn't resonate with anybody online making content, but she could resonate with, for example, this story mm-hmm. of actually having a full-time job, trying to build something on the side. Most people aren't these like internet kids that just stumbled upon like social media and mm-hmm. just blow up, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of them had like some crazy background or depression or sadness that they had to like overcome. So the steps, and I just want to make sure this is clear so that everyone li- listening also mm-hmm. could do it, is you're having a full-time job, but then I think the first step you did was just like, okay, you were saving. You didn't necessarily know for what maybe because mm-hmm. you didn't know that the social experiment thing yet. Was that before, after you decided saving? You're just like, no, I just- I didn't know saving. about the social experiment thing until like that idea came yeah. to me as a eureka moment six months later. Um, but I just knew in between from now until, I knew that on, from that moment that I made a decision, what I didn't yeah. want, which I was very clear on what I did not want or accept into my life, had no idea what I did want. But in that moment in between, what would I, whatever, whatever day I decided what I wanted, what would I need on that day? Yeah. I would need resources. I would probably need money. So mm-hmm. that's the big mistake that a lot of people make. They're like, oh, I don't want to be in this job. Fuck it. But I don't know what I want. So let me just like keep living my life until I figure it out. But then one day you have an idea and for whether it's for a new business or the project that I had or something. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I can't like act on that idea because I, I don't have money. It. I can't yeah, I don't have it. money. So many fucking people say, yeah. I don't have <laughs> money, bro. You're never going to have the fucking money unless mm-hmm. you start saving and like investing that shit. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So that's what I did. I just was like, you know what? The first thing that I have is shit laying around the house, the apartment. Uh, Let's get rid of that. The first thing that I have at my disposal that can literally start acting on today is not buying a $5 coffee uh, or not buying a $15 drink. That's the first thing I can do. And then as that month went by and I already already have like a few hundred dollars in my Mm. pocket, it's like, ooh, cool, Um, what else can I do? And that's when I'm like, okay, my free time goes to looking for people on LinkedIn. Um, My free time goes to looking at job forums, seeing what I can do and researching, asking questions. Like I didn't have the answer, but what I did is any question that I had, I would just find the resources. Yeah. If it wasn't Googleable, I would ask somebody who knew somebody. And if that the person I knew didn't know, then I would ask them who they knew that would know. It's just like, it's a matter of being extremely resourceful and training yourself that there is, there's, if there, the problem 
cannot exist if there's no solution. It's just like not possible. Mm. If there's a problem in this universe, there exists a solution. Cause if you can, if you can think it, it can, it must happen. It must exist. Mm. Yeah. It's so weird because like, like for example, and, and I'm like thinking about this cause this is just like how most people are. They don't know that they're just constantly making money, but then they're also like releasing more of it. And even like these little like $5 purchases here, and maybe some extra avocado here at like Chipotle or stuff like that. That shit like adds up to like, mm -hmm. I, I remember like Hansen was like spending, I think like $400 a week on, on alcohol on alcohol or some shit like that. Uh, yeah. Somewhere around there. Yeah. 300, You know how much, uh, when I started flasking it, actually, no, it was flasking. before the flask. I started flashing. This was after I flashed. It was just like I was flasking mid late twenties, and I started making money. I was like, I could just buy these drinks, and it's four hundred. I was like, man, I miss a flasking day. <laughs> Literally, when you flash, it would. I would. I mean, I would. Yeah, I would spend like nothing. I would just get like soda water, and then like put. Uh, vodka in there from my flask <laughs> and give him like a dollar for the soda and water. Well, thanks, bro. Sipping, you know, in the corner of the club. It's like, I'm, I'm like, baby girl, can I buy you a drink? And then you're like, oh, I have a soda water. Just fucking like, it looks like Literally. you're fucking lacing it. Yeah, 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 so I got you. And I like, got two you. soda and waters, please. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're all resourceful, right? Yes. That's what we're talking about. We, yeah. Yes. And I there's think no judgment. This is all love. This is the circle of love and trust. Yeah. I mean, it's a trademark yeah. of the entrepreneur, I think. You know, it's this ability to be resourceful. If there's no resources, you fucking find them mm. or you create them. But why do you think this, this society is like set up that way where it's like, they, they like you said, you're sold the American dream of, oh, like do this. And then out of that, there's like all this like consumerism around you that's just like, oh, actually buy this shit, buy this shit. Oh, you need this. Oh, you need mm -hmm. this to be like special. And then before you know, you're like 15, you still have like nothing. You have no savings. Mm -hmm. I think like the, what is it? The average, like most families are just one $500 emergency bill away from like, like some type of bad thing. Like that sounds specific. Thing. What scientific yeah. study was that? <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that Harvard like University up, says. Um, it it's like uh, <laughs> the average household has like less than whatever. And then type in average household savings. Look at Mike and his exact Emergency. One emergency away. What's your Myers-Briggs? Are you an ENTP? I have no fucking idea. Oh, God. I don't want to be put in a box. Whatever. I don't want to be put in a box. Look at that. Look at that. From a bad thing. One, one you, bad what? thing, aka financial disaster. Yeah, okay. yeah, I think yeah, that's that sounds bad. a little better. Look at this. Like, this is what's fucked up, man. Like, most people. What is it? Can we scroll up to the headline? Because that's the only thing that matters. Millions of Americans bad are just thing. one paycheck away from financial disaster. It's so like five hundred dollars so away. Specific. Like that. That's like oh, okay, four hundred. Right I, I'm get, I, There we go. Fifty-one percent. Okay. Like, ten couldn't afford. Don't believe everything that's on the internet, kids. But yeah, okay. Unless I can, if they I have can a verification check mark on Instagram. Exactly. Then you, yeah, yeah. Then you can believe say. everything. And you buy everything that they 100%. sell. 100%. Liquid asset poor. Okay. Yeah, look at that. That's so fucked up though. Because like for example. So I basically if you miss a paycheck, then you you're are you're completely fucked. Yeah. Wow. Mm. And this is like most people because we don't realize this because we like travel. We like minimize. A lot of things are also like innate. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like having immigrant family members or parents like help. I think we all had like immigrant family, like parents or whatever. And then we saw just how much, like we actually learned what a value of a dollar is. Mm -hmm. And we tend to like, that's why we would want a flask instead of just like, you know, like drinking and like uh, at the bars. But 
like most people, like even like many people watching this, they're like wanting, oh, I want to make a hundred dollars a day. I want to make three hundred dollars a day. I want to make a thousand a day, and maybe they could scale up to that point, but they never actually fix these habits that we kind of like learned being raised mm -hmm. by immigrants mm -hmm. of like, fuck, this is a dollar. You need to respect this dollar because this is what's actually going to pay for the life that you want. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And instead, mm -hmm. most like family people are family people. I'm just saying shit now. Are um, literally one four hundred dollar emergency bill yeah. away from well it's, it's the classic like you know especially in new york this is huge this was huge it's like oh you make fifty thousand dollars a year you're in a fifteen hundred dollar a month apartment oh you're making seventy thousand okay now you're in a two thousand dollars apartment and then you're making a hundred thousand you're like in a three thousand dollar apartment and it's like yeah. you're never actually saving and you're never actually um making good use of your money you're just upgrading mm -hmm. your expenses yeah and and again that's not to say oh don't live in a more comfortable apartment i'm not saying that at all but it's more like we in school we're not taught yeah. to manage money. We were not taught to be resourceful. I mean, maybe in like the backwoods of Sweden where they throw kids like in the woods for three days and like make them survive. <laughs> if there's like an education program like that, then yeah. yes, you're being taught to be resourceful. And I bet you yeah. the people that are coming out of there have a completely different mindset, but on in mass scale, our education system is pretty fucked and is not actually teaching us the life skills that you you know we know we need to have. So, for example, like money mindset, um, even things like manifestation. For those who believe it or not, but there are actual scientific techniques of like visualizing the future, of seeing beyond just like the near future. Um, of how you like network with everyone on LinkedIn. Alone. Yeah, people like, skills. People skills. They teach Why us how to talk to strangers. Like, don't talk to strangers. They teach us how to memorize like yeah. answers and then like at the end like take tests and multiple choice and that mm -hmm. stuff. Exactly, you know? exactly. So people, you know, so many kids grow up thinking they're stupid. Like I didn't, I don't do standard, I don't like standard tests because I'm more of like a creative writer mm -hmm. and then I'm being measured. My intelligence is being measured by my ability to like check boxes and I'm like, well, it could be <laughs> A or in this scenario of the near future, it could be B, you know? Mm -hmm. And 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 uh. so you're punishing people who think creatively and who yeah. think outside of the box. And so, you know, not, not to make this a discussion about the flawed education system, but more but so- But it's flawed. It's, it's flawed as well. It is extremely We need to fun. take these matters in our own hands. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> the sound effects. How do you even like have them? I don't, I don't know. It's literally. It, you think there's a table. button here? You think there's it's no actually button. a little midget? This, like, it's a little <laughs> midget. It's a little midget that I literally poke, and he, he makes these. <laughs> these headphones are plugged into a midget. Under yeah. The oh, I see. And he's yeah. just making sounds. He's, <laughs> like, he's like a midget beatboxer. So I'm like, yo, play that beat. He's like, <laughs> very talented. And, so the, and there's like also a midget skills. orchestra when I ever want to do this. <laughs> Stay down there. Jeez. <laughs> Don't poke out. Yeah. But that's really <laughs> fucked up the entire society and that, that needs to change. I think that's why we're like having these conversations because because think about this, right? They learn the education system. They go out there, they get the job, they realize they don't like it. So then they turn to the internet and then the internet also has like just a bunch of like bullshit too. And then people oh, yeah. are just like lost. Yep. People are like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then, yeah. There's so many options and they're just so scared. They don't make any, they just go back to Netflix. It's yeah. really hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. What do you Information choose? Overload. You know? Yeah. Not to mention like all the people who like are not fucking credible and then pretend to be. Mm. So it's, it's, it's a really big problem I, and I see it a lot. It's just people feeling completely, it's that analysis paralysis. Um, and that's why mindfulness is important answer mm. comes from within <laughs> from manifestation you seem to like sage everything about you and then just like first of all sage is awesome it's going I, I do prefer palo, San, uh, palo santo it's like from peru but anyway the point is um <laughs> 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 is my little whoop coming out but the point is that you know with with that 
information overload I mean, really, at the sake of being of of coming out, like the spiritual side coming out, but like actually, when you have all these decisions that are just being thrown at you and just just complete, like we're just distracted. We are yeah. very distracted, mm. and I found that the only way to really combat that and to be decisive and to be clear is to do this from the inside out. It is meditation practices. It is clarity practices. It is things like visualizing to really understand what is it that I want. Because when I am clear on my why mm-hmm. and my vision and my values and what I'm trying to build, then no matter how many options come your way, Mm. I have a filter. So that is how I'm able to really understand. It's kind of like, this is a really fucked up metaphor that's really sad, but it's my life right now. I have, um, I love food love food. I'm Italian. Like I grew up with food. Mm-hmm. I eat all the food. However, I recently, a few months ago, I've been having some gut issues and I got tested for food intolerances. So I got like 25 pages back and basically 85% of the things I can eat are out. Mm-hmm. Like the things that I love to eat, like chocolate out, coffee's out, bananas are out, cucumbers are out, Carrots, carrots are everywhere. Potatoes, man, potatoes are everywhere. So anyway, the point is that it just, I basically was so just jarred because I had to go from like one eating and I'm healthy. Like I, I'm healthy, right? Um, I'm not like eating potato chips, like on a couch. I eat well, but then all of a sudden I'm like, well, now I can't have yeast. I can't have this kind of wheat and everything got wiped out and I had to start all over again and basically only eat like, I had to reinvent the way that I eat. But the thing is, one of the things I realized in the past couple of months is every time I go to a restaurant and I have a menu, it takes me like two minutes to decide what I want to eat mm-hmm. because I'm like, well, I can't have carrots. I definitely can't have cucumber. I can't have banana. You're out, you're out, you're out, you're out. And all of a sudden I just have completely cut. Like I used to like read menus being like, oh, that looks good. Oh, that looks good. Oh, that having looks wonderful. Having options is Just nice. having like yeah. so long, just using my decision fatigue to just yeah, pick out a freaking food at, at, even for lunch. Like I'll like order something on Gojek and I'm like, oh my God, like swiping through. And now I'm like, well, this is what I can't eat. I'm very sure about that. I know what I can eat and I know what I should eat because I now did research on that. Mm-hmm. So any restaurant that doesn't pass this is out. And on the menu, anything that doesn't pass this is out. This mm-hmm. is what I need for my body. Mm-hmm. And so I'm using that metaphor because it's actually taught me something really significant, something that I was unconsciously doing before, but now I'm very conscious of what I'm doing, that I use this kind of filter in all aspects of my life, in what I teach in my business and branding. You know, how do you get a clear premium brand that people just cons- like instantly mm-hmm. gravitate to. You need to freaking know what you can't have and what you want and what you can have and what's best for you. And just everything else mm. is just eliminated. Don't wow. even spend a second considering it. You can't eat it or like you shouldn't eat it, right? So you get that crystal clarity, pick up the menu, boom, two minutes. And that's just a metaphor for how I like to run my business and how I like to teach people how to present themselves because you know they're like, oh, should I do this? Should I be this person? Um, should I like tell this story? And, and you know, we all have a thousand and one stories. I mean, if yeah. we've lived past the age of 20, we have a lot. And so we all are like, overwhelmed by all the ideas and all the stories and all the things we could be online and all the things we could say. But it's like, if you actually take a step back, ground, figure out what your why is, figure out your vision, what your values are, then when you look at all those decisions and all those things, it's very clear what you can and cannot do. 
So just get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Decision fatigue out. I would even go like one step further because you said like, oh, be really clear with what you want. But oh, it's almost like in life, you also really need to know like what you actually don't want. You know? Oh, yeah. Because like you're saying all these things, but a lot of it is just because you didn't want what you had when you were like a kid, you know? Yeah. So it's like like we could preach like, oh, you want to save $10,000 in six months, kid? Like, here you go. And you could like lay down all the steps and then you could literally lay down the menu of what they actually need to do to succeed mm-hmm. in life. But if there's not like that, that thing that they know that they don't want kind of like when you take your kids to uh, like freaking Africa and you teach them what starvation is by actually showing them or you bring them to like, uh, like someplace in the ghetto and you see how like people live or like some how mm-hmm. drug addicts happen if they take drugs instead of like just telling them. Mm-hmm. I think most people they're going through this life like la di da like everything's good. Like everyone's just like holding your hand. Everyone's like rooting for you. And then at like 21 or 22, you graduate and then you just get punched in the face and pretty soon you kind of like turn into learned helplessness where you think the punching in the face is getting normal. Mm-hmm. And it's not to the point where like, like when, when it, when it's like hurting you and it's okay, but you can't escape it. You start being accustomed to it, but you need like that one big fucked up thing that happens to you that you're like, no, no, that, that's like, that mm-hmm. was like one of the things. Yeah. Like kind of like in sex when they do that one thing, you're like, yo, that's safety word. <laughs> safety word. <laughs> yo, none of that shit. You know? Like, because all of that. It's like, what's that doing? Because all there? of that, no, no, think about it. Because all of that is, if you don't know, and that's like an even more fucked up metaphor is like, if you don't know exactly what you don't want, mm-hmm. then it leaves that decision fatigue to allow yourself to like, oh, like I can make all these decisions in the mm. world. Of the knowing world that, is my okay, oyster. <laughs> exactly. The world is my oyster. And so yeah. knowing, nope, I don't want that yeah. there. Don't put that there. <laughs> Everything else is good, but like, and it's like less. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. funny you touch on that because this is actually a, a, a principle. Touch, poke. Um, it's a principle I actually teach in one of my courses. My I have a line, life design mindset course and I teach exactly this, mm. which is the first step to understanding what you do want is to get very clear on what you don't want, what mm. you absolutely will not accept in your life. The caveat for that though, that a lot of people miss is that when you focus too much on what you don't want, that's what ends up happening because mm. the universe does not understand negation. Like mm. it's just negation sorry not the universe what am i saying this is my the brain and this is actually it's not me being spiritual this is like googleable um the brain does not understand negation so if i tell you don't think about a pink elephant yeah you're gonna think about the uh, the pink elephant and this is actually scientifically proven uh and also the universe but um this this is a science and so when you say i don't want this i don't want this i don't want this that's actually like the sort of that's what you're pulling in that's what your brain understands is you just remove the don't and that's why you understand so yes it is very important to get very clear on what you don't want and then you gotta let that shit go because you got the clarity and then you can't focus on it you can't just be like I don't want to be in this job. I don't want to be in this job because what's going to happen is the negative energy is building up. And basically all you're going to start seeing is all the ways that your job is shitty, all the ways that your job, your manager's treating you poorly. Mm -hmm. And you basically, what, you know, what you focus on expands. So what you want to do is being like, okay, I don't like, you know, I don't want to be in this job. I'm done. Okay. Let's put this aside. What do I want? I'm not clear what I actually want. But I do know that I like to write. So let me start doing that. Um, I'm not clear on, you know, what job I want, but Mm. I do know it's in this industry. Mm. So you basically need to start refocusing on what you could want, on Mm. the things that you love, um, on actually putting yourself in a state because all the good decisions start from your state, right? If you're feeling sick and shitty and you're like, eh, Mm. 
it's going to be really hard for you to make good decisions from that like physiology mm-hmm. and from that state of being. But when you put yourself in a good energetic state of like, you know, I don't know what I want today, but I, let me just write, let me do, do journal or do something that I really enjoy. And let me just get mm-hmm. my energy up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to email this person like on LinkedIn. And then like that mm-hmm. person has a job for you. And that's where the magic happens. Right. So you can actually like engineer serendipity in certain ways in the ways that you you choose to act like from the inside out so you stop focusing on what you don't want you're clear on it we we know we know that you don't want to be in that job anymore now what do i want and then all of a sudden you're writing and you have an idea or you message that person on linkedin Mm. because you have a good energy and all of a sudden that person wants to talk to you because they pick up on your good energy and that person has a conversation and then you have a eureka moment Mm. and you're like I want this job instead. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you figured out what you wanted, but there's a path in between what you don't want and what you want that people really get stuck mm. in. And I ha- this happens with my clients all the time, but I don't know what I want, but what, what do I want? I don't know. And I'm like, that's not the point. It's not like, if you're sitting here just being like, I don't know, I don't know. Then mm. you're just sitting here in the state of, I don't want. And if you're actually moving forward and getting yourself in, because you guys know how much physiology is so ignored and how important it is. Like literally the way that you sit, the way that you stand changes how you feel. When you smile, even if you don't feel it, even if you fake it, you start to feel like your body is sending signals to your yeah. brain that's like, I'm happy even though you're not. And then all of a sudden, like you're in a better mood. So it's really about taking a step back and doing what you love and understanding that it's about the act of mm. getting there instead of like knowing what you want right away. So you mentioned a lot about like LinkedIn. Uh, that's like something that I've been overhearing like LinkedIn, Hashtag LinkedIn, this, LinkedIn, this, LinkedIn. Yeah, Hit me LinkedIn. up, LinkedIn. How, how did you, how did, how did you, her? How, did, how do you navigate it? Cause like right now I, I have, actually don't really I mean, like, I have Filipinos. Are you still actively on it? Yeah, I am. I am. I yeah, am. But like how did, so, so Add it me, seems baby. like the biggest thing that got you out of your way, um, and actually get some income in there if people didn't have like Gucci jumpsuits to sell or whatever, was finding and leveraging LinkedIn to actually- um, (laughs) You're you're like so big, you can't even add her anymore. I we can just follow her. If you me a message. I know we know each other. You know, you know, you know, how do you know, Celine? You didn't actually, did you just unfollow me? Because I'm like, bitch, you better follow me. You know you slide in people's DMs on Instagram? Do people slide into each other's like, LinkedIn. Oh yeah, but it's so bad. Is it more like, like hey, Instagram DM really works yeah. and like LinkedIn does not. It's like you see like my it's previous like, hey, I see like <laughs> no, it's like, yeah, hey, yeah. I see like you like launched a course. Like I have this uh, business that helps you like promote courses. Oh like hit me up, baby. Like it's like you know what I mean? Um how do you how do you do that? Like so what? literally I'm I'm a single mom. I'm 40 years old. I don't have any time. You're, I want you're to you're making yourself look good. I want to. I, I <laughs> like what? And I want to escape my job. I want to travel around the world. I see like, oh my God, like Celine, you have a blue check mark. I'm like, oh, so fucking hot. Like Celine, look, look at Mike. Mike doesn't have a blue check mark, so don't fucking listen to him. Um, what would I need to do in LinkedIn to get like either freelance or you said like find a client yeah, where yeah. my story the thing that you said you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you were talking um, about would actually Jesus, make sense. we're making this about LinkedIn. I don't use it that much anymore. I'm mm. like so inactive on it. So I okay. don't know if that's like the best question because I'm not a LinkedIn strat. I actually well, am like, I need help with LinkedIn right now. Really? Yeah. yeah, cause I'm like, somebody help me like make this company friendly. I don't get it. I was using okay. it for networking three, okay, let, four let's years talk about ago. networking then. Let's talk yeah, about networking. networking so how is did better. You, how did you, like when you know, cause every single time you got something out of life, it was yeah. because you told the right person the right story. story. That's it. The right, right person, not your the story. Right story. The right story. Yeah. The right story. The right story. So 
in terms of like technique, you'd have to make a long list of the right people that you want. You basically like wrote a list, like, and then it was like your prospects. You're like, okay, I got to find a way to like become friends with them, to find like an in, you know, uh, get really cool with their assistant or whatever. Mm, that wasn't quite how it went. How did, um, how did you build your list of people? So step number one is you have to set an intention. And that's what I would be telling this woman that you're describing who's at home and who's this probably like I'm you. Woman. you. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, I don't have money. I don't have like whatever. <laughs> but can one of the things my father always said to me that um, really stuck with me. And he said, if you don't have an hour of a, a, a day for you, you're not a man. Um, and by man and not like so male, female, yeah, okay. um, like you're not a human mm -hmm. basically. Yeah. Like, so one of the things that no matter how busy I got one hour to do what I love, what I wanted to do, whether that was working out that whether that was like reading, whatever, I always have created one hour for me. Right. Mm -hmm. So in that one hour, you can actually, you know, compound it over seven days. You can actually do so much. And one of the first, first thing that you need to do is set an intention. Why are you networking? what's going on what like it's it's that even if it's that one hour being like what do i not want and then the next day is one hour is like well what do i maybe want or really like to do that would get me in state that would make me feel good that would raise my energy right um so then that's one hour okay and then another hour the day three you're like okay well what are three ways that i can do one of the things on this list that I could take 20 minutes or 30 minutes to read that book, to have that moment of self-care, to go to the gym or whatever it might be. And then day four, it's like, okay, what now that I, I have a plan, and this is actually something I really teach step-by-step, step, like I have a whole freaking strategy for it. It's awesome. But mm -hmm. um, you know, once you have that plan, that core plan, it's like you can't really do all of it on your own, especially, again, if finances are tight, if resources are tight, you can't necessarily be like, oh, I want to write, so I'm like going to go start a blog. And then you're like, I don't know how to start a blog, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I have no idea how to start a blog. So what's the next step? Well, who does know how to start a blog? Do I know anyone? Does anyone come to mind? And that's what I'm saying. I didn't have, I wasn't like, oh, I want to like be connected to the CEO of this company. And then I'm going to like hit up this guy who like works at this company. I had no idea because I, what I did first was I set my intention and I was like, I want to work in cultural strategy. Th that was what I thought it was. Again, my wants shifted with time as I met more people who gave me more information for me to be able to inform my decisions. But at the beginning I was, I was like, okay, I want to do future strat cultural strategy. Who do I know who that, that's a cultural strategist? Oh, I know like this guy who like I met one time. Uh, let me like text him and hit him up and see if he has any free time, if I can buy him a coffee. Uh, and then I, oh, I know this person. Oh, I don't know anyone else. Okay, I only have three people. That's not enough. Let me go on LinkedIn. Let me type in cultural strategist. You could have done, do, it's not about LinkedIn. You mm -hmm. could do it on Upwork. You could do it on Instagram. You could do it on any, any platform. But the matter is that I needed resources to understand how this job was and how I could apply to this job because I had no idea. Mm. So I started to talk to people you know one of the things that i tell i have a lot of people who follow me and are like oh i can't you know i can't afford you or like you know i, I can't afford you yet but i want to work with you one day and one of the things i tell them is like look resources again resourcefulness um we all have them and the one thing that we all have and god or whatever you believe in the universe whatever you believe in gave us equally is time we have 24 hours a day hmm. that is what we're all given beyonce has it you have it I have it. So it's free to, for us to spend time. And yes, of course, there's the excuse of, oh, but I need to work like an extra hour for me to, to you know, be able to like make this kind of money. But again, looking at someone's life, if you actually analyze, hyper analyze someone's life, are you really telling me that every single minute of your life is taken up with something that is so urgent 
that if you set 30 minutes aside to map out your future or to plan a better life for yourself, mm. everything else falls apart. Yeah. I don't believe that. Mm -hmm. I do believe some people are extremely busy and maybe can hardly make one hour a day, but I don't believe that everything is urgent because I bet your ass some of these people who are complaining are then sitting down and watching an hour of like Breaking Bad or whatever the kids watch these days on Netflix. The kids. The kids. So it's like, if you can afford one hour of your life on Netflix, you sure as hell can afford one hour of your life to get yourself out of this hole that you keep complaining about that is literally consuming your life force. How is that not a priority? I'm trying to find the button. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kill it. Knowledge bombs dropped. Knowledge bombs. By Celine. Da Costa. Da Costa. Sto bene, sto bene. Te amo, te Grazie. amo, te adio. Fragola. Oh, look at this sexy uh, mama. What is this? What is this group program? That is my Master Your Story group program, oh. which I am launching next mm. week. First Weird. Time? Is it first time? Or? My first group Ooh, program. I have a couple of courses, but this is my first, like, live group program oh, it's where, way better than courses uh yeah because i'm there yeah. <laughs> and i'll be like yo guys look at these, what's look going at these on? pictures yo yeah wow. i got better i want to know what are you looking at i was looking at the text you know <laughs> you're looking at the text the text, the text is important like it's like don't look at me oh, look at the text you she's like, look at, look yeah at what you think i do this shit by yeah, accident hashtag yeah. branding is this where your tinder <laughs> looks like too? you're just like looking oh, at look dude, my this. tinder is amazing yeah i'm not i'm not low-key rabbit can we, can we see that yeah we can let's see it you just you got to give me my phone it's over there i want to see it it's, pr it's pretty dope mike's like do we want to do this uh. I, I'm like low-key like look at my Tinder and then tell me I'm that's not actually dope. the side business she goes on uh, LinkedIn and helps like do you high use, net worth profile individuals yeah with their Tinder profile. Nah. Do you use the, your your strategies in Tinder and like your Tinder profiles uh well I mean I I'm a I'm a writer and I'm creative and I'm all about Ooh. branding so Will you also put the link to your webinar in your Tinder no <laughs> <laughs> don't you, don't wait you, that's don't such you, a good idea but like read the actual don't you don't you have a friend don't you have a friend that uses Tinder to specifically get I do. dating clients? Tessa. Wow. <laughs> How does she do that? What's that funnel? Um, she, I don't know. She doesn't let me in through the veil. You know, she's very yeah. mystic. And uh, like, there's nothing that gets, like, she just does things behind the line. Like, I lived with her with three weeks for three weeks. And like, I would wake up at three in the morning to like pee. And she'd be like on the ground, like with her like colored pens, just like scribbling in her notebooks. I'm like, it's like an elf. Like, what do you do at night? You know what I mean? <laughs> and then I'd wake up and she'd like be sleeping. I'm like, what's, what is going on? She's a magical elf. What but, if she yeah. doesn't even exist? She does. Yo, guys, we're literally looking at her uh, Instagram. <laughs> Tell me wow, it's not dope. Look at this. I it rhymes. Wow. Do you like it? Oh, I love it. Yeah, it's thank look you. Look at this. I'm like, yeah. And I got look. pictures. I got adventure pictures. I got like. Oh, look. <laughs> I'm like a I professional woman that, that penetrating is hot and fun. Look like at her. <laughs> I'm actually you just going to. she's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not afraid to get dirty. Oh my not God. I didn't even intend that look one. That, look of that, look course that. it's strategy. Come on, guys. I'm a brand. Right. I got to make sure that shit's on point. Puns I'm going to split test and see if this works with males. <laughs> Puns so galore. I'm literally just going to copy and paste and this entire thing. I have a filter, which, you know, something when you're hiring a VA. You want to make sure that you like add like some random task when, when they say like, okay, submit an application and then you give them like your skill set and the task, basically what they need to do. And then you're like, and tell us like what your favorite flavor of ice cream is. And then you know that if they didn't fucking email that, fuck, that flavor of ice cream, they're yeah. out. Like yeah, delete yeah. that email because they're not following instructions. Oh, That's exactly right. what I did here at the very bottom of my long ass. Um, and I'm 
amazing rhyme beats of secret talents. I say, P.S. If you start with hi, how are you? This won't work. Yeah. And guess what? All assessing. the bitches that are like, hi, how are you? I'm like, nope. nope. Uh, <laughs> look, she's using a little strategy to like cut through the Yeah, no, filter. no, no. You got well, you, you know most guys don't even like read. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, just like boobs, and the right? ones yes, the ones hey, that do on? the ones that are? read catch my attention. Ooh. So what you're saying is there's literally <laughs> And then the, <laughs> this wow, was the moment. This was the moment. I, I like needed the moment. She, okay. She was like, yeah, the these are coming on. I needed it. So guys, um even better than the master story that's like coming out is if you are in Jakarta, Indonesia, and uh, you see this woman <laughs> on Tinder, all you got to do is read the profile. Jakarta. And, and you're already and impress like me. 1%. Yeah, it's 1%. Well, like, how many people actually read the profile, right? So it's actually, like, a lot. And then they like, they. it's so funny to watch people what's, what's, what's come your scroll up. Stopper? Funny no. what's, your, what's your scroll stopper? What's my what? What's your, whoa. Whoa, yeah. why are we so similar? Oh my god, stop. Why are we so similar? Oh, we are just we're like who just do I, we who are do I we, want twins, to be today? we twins and I'm like what my don't spirit I fingers, see? bro. Wow. Spirit fingers. Yeah. It's like um, a little reminder, like a question. Could your question shape your life? Oh my right? god. Yes. The questions you ask yourself daily mm. shape the course of your life. It's weird. Mm -hmm. These are almost like uh opposite sides of the same coin. Who do I want to be? And we're talking about like for those yeah. listening. Um, we're looking at our screensavers. Hers says, who do I want to be today? And mine says like, what don't I see? Mm. What does yours mean? And I'll tell you what mine means. So one of the things that I realized, well, one of the things that I learned even before when I was in New York and one of my mentors told me this mm. thing that blew my mind. I also have also written an art Forbes article about this, that the, um, the course and direction of your life is determined by the questions that you ask yourself yeah. daily. So, you know, when you say, oh, uh, why does this job suck, right? Then the answer is just like, it sucks and find evidence for why it sucks. Uh, what else could I be doing to make this job better for myself? That completely changes your habits, your thoughts, your behaviors, and how you perceive the world. Mm. It all starts with a question. So this is actually the question I ask myself every morning and sometimes me and Tessa actually do like little voice notes like who do you want to be today who do I want to be today and um who do I want to be today is like okay today I wake up it's a fresh new day mm -hmm. who is the next level version of me that I'm going to become because I'm always working towards I'm always growing if you're not growing you're dying so I'm always growing towards this person that I envision myself to be more and that doesn't mean that who I am today is not enough mm. and that's the slight nuance I am enough and I also can be more so who do I want to be today and the answer you know um, tends to be things like depending on what's going on that day if I have like a full roster of client calls or something like that I'll be like I want to be patient I want to be present I want to serve mm. um, you know today it's I want to be patient. I want to have fun. Um, I want to be productive. So um, that intention at the beginning of the day just determines the entire mm. flow of my day. So yeah, Brandon Bruchard talks about it all the time. Like uh, those three questions are like, for example, did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? Those are good questions to mm -hmm. say. I think the ones that you said for yours for me is uh, be bold, be present, be playful, and that's kind of just like the epitome of like what goes on in here. Mm -hmm. What what is that for you? What is what? Like if you were going to describe three words of what you try to embody every single day. Mm, um, courage, self-awareness, and connection. Mm -hmm. And those are also my values. I thought you were going to say sexiness. Sexiness. 
Yeah, it was like the buildup was like, wow, serious, serious. And then Sexiness. this would be a great place to put up. Like playfulness. A, playfulness. <laughs> What's yours, bro? I think I saw yours on your screen because you have something on your screen too. Yeah, I have um, words I'm trying to replace in my vocabulary. So I'm replacing uh, I want, I should, I wish, I can't, I'm trying, I don't know, with I choose, I can, I enjoy, I create, I love. Oh my God, I need that. I yeah. Yes, I've heard that before as well. Yeah, also, yeah. I hate the word I'm trying. I'm taking a freaking screenshot mm -hmm. of Yeah, that. yeah. The words I'm trying, mm. it's like, I want to like just wrestle that word and just... Yeah. Just like this. So this one was like been <laughs> really cool. a little weird because like for example I've been doing this since like 18 and because of that like there's like this thing where I have such freaking almost like too much focus on one thing where you know how sometimes you can't see the entire picture when you're stuck in the frame mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so where you're like so into it and you're so really certain on who you are as a person and then it's like banner blindness you only need to yeah. do that one thing and everything's good mm -hmm. Um, but then after going on the spiritual side of things, we'll just bring up the spirituality. Let's, let's be real. <laughs> I feel like as long as we bring up enough strategies for people, yeah, like, yeah. Here, like, here's that's all the like, shit you can go do. Like, yeah. let's talk. Yeah, 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 Cause yeah. I'm like, she's saying that's spiritual. Really I want to talk spiritual. She's like, maybe I should like ask a LinkedIn question before like I, I dive deep. <laughs> yeah. It's all pre-framed, right? <laughs> okay. There's strategy, all like good. some crazy strategy story behind it. So <laughs> like I said, I, I've been like doing this entire like soul searching. That's ever since I've been in Asia, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like the one way of doing entrepreneurship in business is you literally go to the US and you go through kind of like the cookie cutter box of what it means to be an entrepreneur, right? And like for me, it's almost like I almost like throw up whenever I hear another self-help guru basically say the exact same thing and then going to like Asia and then almost having an opposite. So for mm -hmm. example, everyone in the US, it's like identity, um, entrepreneur and this is like something that i also believe in too because that's what i needed to first get to the first level is like i needed to know who i exactly had to be right mm. i was like this is who i need to be this is like i literally gotta make an order to the universe write down all the things i want but write it down as if i already had it mm -hmm. and another level write it down as if Thank i'm already grateful yeah <laughs> sexual transmutation i see you babe yeah. but then it's weird because you go to like another level and that mindset will keep you at that one place especially um on the first level of entrepreneurship and then there's like this next level where you go from finding yourself to the second level is realizing that there is no self Ooh, which is what fucks me up because yeah. it's literally like doing this so much over and over again built this it's different for like men and women but for me it built like such this ego to me mm. that i was like then it was only my own reality which is good but then sometimes it's like overpowering mm -hmm. and it goes from like just competing with the world to then realize like wow like i actually don't even matter it's about like the people around me mm. like, and that's why it's like so fucking confusing because in terms of like entrepreneurship it's almost like you have to do both Kind of like what you're talking about. It's like you need to know exactly what you don't want, but you can't be asking yourself too many questions or else you're going to attract it in. Yep. It's almost like you could focus on the identity, but if you allow that to be a rule where it's like, oh, when I feel this, then I could actually be happy instead of just like surrendering. Yeah. Then it's like, it's the biggest mindfuck. Well, I actually have a metaphor. I love metaphors. Can you tell? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have a metaphor for that and how I kind of like see the game of life because I do, I do see it. I believe in the matrix. I like see it as like this, this game. And so I look at my mind as a, have you ever played Jenga? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a, it's a Jenga construction, right? So I'm actually free to move one piece here, just move things shit around to build the strongest, best structure that I can. The only important thing is, is that I don't fuck something up so badly that everything falls apart, yeah. right? But at the matter of the day, it's a fucking Jenga game, right? And there's like all these Jenga games all around me. And I'm like, we're just playing Jenga. And we're all just like trying to be like the strong, as strong and like as interesting and as fun as whatever as possible, just moving pieces around, trying not to fall apart, uh, trying to keep it together. And so, you know, when I look at, for example, my beliefs and the the belief system and my mindset. Um, I often, you know, one of the things that I tell, pe- I joke people uh, to people about is like, I don't believe in coincidences. I don't believe coincidences exist. And if God herself came down right now and was like, yeah, the world is full of coincidences. That's actually the ultimate reality. I'd be like, that's cool, God, but I'm still going to believe there's no coincidences because that's the sort of reality we're creating each like creating and constructing our own matrix, our own reality. And so for me, my beliefs are not set in stone. So I actually love it when I'm like, if I am arguing like, oh, there's God and there's no God, you're telling me there's no God. We can talk about it for two hours. I'm like, please tell me more. And I totally believe that there's no God for you. But for me, there is, because that's the reality that I've constructed. So, you know, people, we get so like freaking tied up and our panties all up in a bunch because it's like, you don't believe me what I believe in or you don't see the world the way that I uh, see the world. But it's like, for me, what the fuck does it matter? Are you living your life? Are you maximizing your potential? Mm-hmm. Are you living like w- like a fulfilling life that you're happy about every day? And are you contributing to others, not hurting other people? If that is the reality you're creating for yourself, who the fuck be- cares if you believe that like the spaghetti monster is the actual like ultimate God of them all, mm-hmm. right? Because th- that is irrelevant to the fact that you figured out a system, a Jenga puzzle for you to like perform at maximum capacity and contribute to the planet because you're like you said, we're no one and everything at the same time. That's actually what this tattoo means, by the way. Mm. We're everything and nothing at the same time. So if I'm going to be my universe, I'm going to build it the way that is sustainable for me. And then if, and I'm going to be doing it in a way that it accommodates other people's universes. So, um, we all have our map. We all have a map inside of us. The map is not the way it's not the territory, right? So it's just like how we perceive, I mean, look at it, our, the world map that we all think is real. It's not to scale. And we all think that's literally like Africa is way bigger than like it, it, it seems to be, right? Like there's all these things that we use to manipulate the way that people think. The actual to scale map is completely different. We all have a map inside our head of how we view the world. And for me, it's like my beliefs can go and they can come anytime they want, but they need to be serving me and I'm going to hold on to them very like it's, it's like a tight, like this is what I believe in. But if I see an alternate reality where this belief doesn't serve me, you got to let that belief go. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You find the button <laughs> I love whenever you, you go. I'm like fucking, yo, wake up, midget. Like, <laughs> midget's like, <laughs> He's like, I don't, I don't like this. Yeah, I don't yeah, like yeah. matrixes. <laughs> no, no, that, that's exactly the thing. But yeah, no, that was pretty smart. You know, wait, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know. What can I say? That's I mean, something like, that you, you should know, uh, write a book about. You said you're writing a book or a memoir. I am. I'm writing a memoir, but it's it's the sad voices because I'm completely. I'm like struggling with writer's block insanely. But yes, um, I am 
looking to write a memoir. I actually have a bunch of pages already written yeah. in disorder. So whoever's watching this as an editor, a book publisher, get at me. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, DM yeah. her on LinkedIn. I'm right, like, hey, baby girl. They can't. They just gotta follow her. Oh, she you gotta follow yeah. her. You turn that off. You just like. I turned. Yeah, I turned it off. So cool. Oh, you just got too many like slid in the LinkedIn DMs. Yeah, it's too many, and I'm like, no, Damn. no. Nah. Where, do we have any on mine? You what have so like? many. I, when was the last time you logged yeah, in? Yeah, I would switch it to follow because then you, do you just don't do you have to think it? about Can we this do that? again. I, I'm not. We I don't had my do VA do it, yeah. but yeah, yeah, we, we, we don't it. need to do it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Can we do the technical stuff? Yeah. Like I want it. How do we even read the messages? I didn't even think. No, but LinkedIn's like a really. We're 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 gonna get onto this once yeah. we, once the machine is yeah, with IG and uh, YouTube. Yeah. We're going into LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and we're just gonna <laughs> teach me your ways. I, Mass I message her every day. Maybe I'll just like give you, you know, like my, my <laughs> webinar link, and then we could schedule a call. We could schedule a clarity call on my Calendly. Okay, Calendly. Cal- I hate Calendly. You hate it? Why? <laughs> because it's so inefficient. inefficient. Because you gotta basically you I love you it. It, it, you don't get an email like. When you do, for example, with Acuity, you book the appointment. And Vegan you, carnivore. <laughs> you literally add it to your calendar right then and there. And then with Calendly, you have to wait for another email and then you have to like add it to your calendar. It's just one extra step in the flow. I what? don't like it. I, maybe you have it set up wrong because ours is one I don't click have Calendly. Done. Fuck that shit. Maybe because. <laughs> yeah, fuck your Calendly, Hanson. <laughs> I, I just don't like the. I don't. I'm. I am a freaking, I'm gonna convert her. I am obsessed <laughs> I'm up here, I'm up here with like using experience. schedule once. You hear you schedule once? What? Schedule once. We schedule once though. No. No. I don't know. Here I think I think the calendar you you use is like maybe the wrong one because the well, way we then have it everyone's is doing it wrong. And what does that say about Calendly? They're not instructing their people correctly. You know, Calendly <laughs> can take any belief, and if it doesn't serve them, then they can just like let it go. You know. <laughs> What I do like about Cutie is you can put it in your Instagram, you know, like it links to your Instagram. Oh, really? <gasps> she didn't Shut the know. Fuck up. She, she didn't know. even know. She Holy don't shit. know. It's, yeah. Oh okay. So that being okay. said, uh, let, let's let's <laughs> you talk don't about know. your. You said your blog. You're launching a thing. How can we serve you right now, baby girl? How can you guys serve me? Well, by yeah. the time this launches, this probably my cart will probably be closed. Oh damn! Um, sorry. Stan. Actually, I have a question yeah. because when you were talking about like really digging into people and figuring out mm-hmm. what they're what you can provide some value, how do you like for someone who's never done it? Mm-hmm. How, do you are there specific questions you fall back on at first when you're getting to know person? Lots mm-hmm. of eye gazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like observation and so basically um if you find somebody that you really want to connect with like what are their interests or for example i know that there was um an author i wanted to connect with and he's on book tour so i'm Mm -hmm. like i would not try to slide in his dms right now because he's busy right so it's actually looking at things like or media pitches um like i was trying i didn't send them in august or september because labor day and end of summer so Mm -hmm. number one is actually paying attention to what's going on and whether it's the season for it and what's going on in that person's life because a lot of people you know, I used to like hate people that would take five days to answer my emails being like, wow, like clearly like you're, yeah. whoa, you're so busy. Like you can't answer my emails. But now I take like a week to answer people's emails. I'm like, oh, I get it. Oh. So a lot of people don't get that. It's the patience that these people that you're probably trying to contact or, or you know, connect with. I have like a bunch of other people asking yourself, how can I stand out in a sea of like 20 emails, 30 emails, 40 emails? How can I be the one that just pops? Mm. And that part of that is really viewing the person as a human being rather than, um, uh, a network. So one of the things that the fatal mistake, I literally just got an e- email the other day of, you know, one of someone trying to connect with me and was like, Oh, you know, I love what you're all about. And then they basically took my about me and just like, 
summed it up in three sentences and I'm like, wow, you clearly like mm -hmm. read my shit, right? And it's so obvious when people just go in here about me and then they just take a sentence and they're like, yeah, I, I relate to that as well. As opposed to, you know, for me, the way it would look like in my life. But again, it depends, you know, I'm a storyteller that's, and it's also part of my brand. So it depends on what part of what your brand is. But for me, I always lead with stories. So if I see somebody, for example, I just got featured in this podcast and it was this guy who had like a pretty traumatic event happen in his life that I really related to. And so I was like, you know, I was, I did send shivers down my spine when I saw it and I told him that and I'm like, I had a similar thing that happened oh. to me in this way. Um, and you know, one of the things that I see in you is this desire to, to really help other people like overcome their extreme pain. And like, I actually relate to that as well. So to, when I talk to him it wasn't some cookie cutter like hey what's up you know it was it was more like look what you're doing really fits in my bill how can i serve you and not from the aspect of can i be on your podcast can you write an article yeah. about me but like look i think your audience could really use like this perspective of like how it's like to to help people with their pain and to really think about what does this person's audience need what did they need what do they want and how can I be of service for that? So, um, yeah, even though I, I have a podcast like later this week and one of the things I mentioned is, look, like you talk a lot about being a leader and, 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 um, opportunity, but I see that in your podcast, it's mostly males, but I, I'm a female and not only, it's not just because I'm a woman, Ooh. but because I can offer you this perspective wow. that I'm not seeing in I your podcast. That. So, um, it's just like observe, it's reading between the lines and yeah. this is what people don't do. It's this called, it's called human connection. Ooh. It's actually spending a few more minutes mm. wow. to pay attention to not being like, what can I get from this person? But how can me and this person be connected in a way that is symbiotic mm -hmm. and serves like a role in both of our lives? Because you can, you definitely have something to contribute as well that. to that person's life. So. Even if it's a smile, honestly, it's like, people are like, oh, well, what could a seven figure entrepreneur ever possibly want from me? First of all, a lot, mm -hmm. because we think just because someone's like, yeah. you know, a millionaire, multimillionaire, they don't need your skill set, which is total limiting bullshit belief. Yeah. Uh, and number two, like that person is probably getting hit up all the fucking time, view that give no shits about them. And all of a sudden there's somebody who actually cares and yeah. actually has something meaningful to say. Yeah. That's why you have to give them is like, integrity and honesty and genuineness so yeah the yeah. biggest thing for us is whenever someone's just like we'll do video editing and i'm like all right that has been like the biggest thing because like i literally like don't fucking list but like, in like oh. six months it won't be right like yeah. once we fill out our team it's like crazy they they see us and we're like building we're this team. so fast we're so we're just, so just like fuck we need more editors like, that's what we want but if someone was like hey we'll do i don't know something random um VA stuff for you and yeah. entry messages. That's completely not what we're interested in, right? But the fact mm -hmm. that they know that we're building, like we're building a team, and they put, put, this is how that guy, um, Killy, yeah. got into our your Instagram. Like he does it at the right time. Was like when it was a, a big pain point in our exact. Dude, he's thing, a good you know? example. That is a good example because he messaged us yeah. and we're like no response. Then he messaged again. He's like, I'll work for free to prove my worth. And then really quickly, you're like, all right, cool. Without even asking, he went to one of our old podcasts, edited it the exact way we're trying to do it, sent it to us without even us asking him to. We're like, mm -hmm. all right, cool. Well, you know, let's talk. And he sent it to us. And then I got, I was like, oh, I want to talk to this guy. Got on an interview with him on a Zoom call, like a video. And he was so excited to work with us. And he told, he's like, yeah, the second I got that message, like, I was like, dude, I got to do this now. Got out of bed, like 3 a.m. Mm. his time, edited it. I'm like, bro, I like, so right now, like we're, we're, we're going back and forth and he 
a lot of people hit us up, but he was the, like the one that met, like was persistent yeah. mm-hmm. and came with really quality work at a time we needed him. Like those three things, where he stood out above everyone. Mm-hmm. And the one time mm-hmm. I actually do decide to like look at Instagram messages, I was like, oh, pretty yeah. good, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. Like, cool. the, the art of the IG slide. It's like yeah. actually a thing. You gotta, yeah. you gotta make sure you're doing it strategically, and you gotta make sure the first few words just <laughs> hook someone in. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. When they're no, and you can't do two messages, or it says two messages, mm. and then you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk about. Uh, so the mask class is gonna be really close. So you guys are already like too late for that. Sorry, guys. Uh, but yeah, man, Hanson, do you have any more like questions? <sighs> I mean, wow! You provided so much value <laughs> here. Like, I, I, it's one of these ones where I want to rewatch, and I'm sure I'm gonna have more. So, yeah, baby, imagine when you work with me, how much value I provide then. Look, yeah, yeah yo, I'm sure that, like, yo, sign <laughs> up, sign up for that link, Hanson. I mean, I, I can, Hanson, can oh we can God. we secure a spot? It's open. Wait, wait, how many more? You, have to you got a story. few more hours. I, a few more hours. Yeah, Dude, 19, 19 hours. 19 hours. Yeah, we have 19 hours to join. <laughs> Hanson, we have to do it. Let's schedule a call. Let's schedule a call. Schedule a call. Schedule a call. You can't schedule. Oh, she's just a cutie. Oh, a cutie. Look a at that. Cutie. Is that what it is? Look no, it's the, no, it's no, my no. course hub. We're just joking. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it Ooh, VIP. VIP. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is basically the VIP experience. Oh yeah. 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 Dude, this you this, have you have Sorella Moore. Yeah, here. she's a guest oh, trainer. Dude, my freaking guest trainers are A team, okay? Like A-team. you Google each one of them, they are their own freaking legends in their own right. Um Hell again, me. one of the things that with my work, yeah. um, you gotta preach you know, practice what you preach. And one of the things that I, you know, talk about and teach people and what I'm known for is branding, premium branding mm. and having a story that captivates any audience so you have the right story at the right time. Who would I be if I didn't bring in they really excellent cream of the crop people stars. to work with me. Did you meet them all Avengers from team? You met them all from so, your, these so are all your Avengers. We talked about I got Avengers I got like two different questions at the same oh, time. Yeah. You guys got to Well, I was just curious like you met them all from salsa dancing? Oh yeah, how would you know, you know? Every Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Changu baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? Changu Jakarta. Changu Jakarta. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm there well I'm like in every country every week so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well I think that's like the thing um, to uncomplicate everything if you just get like a one way trip ticket to Asia and you just like mm-hmm. followed what you love doing you had like some type of service that solved a problem mm-hmm. like either video editing or photography or you have like a really good story and then you become friends with video editors or like photographers it's almost like hard not to succeed because there's just so much amazing people on this side of the world, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that I think also holds people back because if it, it's one of the things that I've noticed, especially like in Indonesia and you know, all the digital nomad hubs, um, what a Chiang, Chiang, Chiang Mai, Chiang Mai, Chiang Mai, yeah, Chiang Mai, Bali, and you know, yada yada, is basically these islands gets oversaturated with creators, and 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 I'm just saying specifically in this example, creators, because that's what I've seen firsthand, and they just get like all the creators everywhere, all the videographers, all the photographers. And yes, it's good because then you guys can all go on adventures and like create together. But Mm -hmm. I also believe that it does create some sort of level of complacency. Um, If the people that you are picking to be around you, I mean, you're the sum of the five people that you're around. And what I see is a lot of competition, a lot of complacency where you're just kind of like, oh, I'm like one of many. And then you beat yourself up because like you're competing against all these people. So um, it's really about, again, I think it always comes back down to mindset. And it doesn't matter if you're in Asia, it doesn't matter if you're in Europe, doesn't Mm -hmm. matter 
matter where you are, you need to like be clear on your why and your vision and what you want to create. And then you can do that from anywhere. It helps to be in digital nomad hubs. But I actually think, you know, people they are like, oh, you know, there's someone in the States right now is like, oh, I, I, I want to be in Bali, but I can't be in Bali. So I can't hang out with the influencers. So like, I'll never get noticed and yada, yada, yada. Again, another bullshit excuse because then you plop yourself into that land and you see that yeah. they're like, <laughs> so mm. many of them are just competing against each other, not actually doing anything, not actually earning money. So you never actually know the reality of what's mm. going on. Yeah. But what I think what that sense of groundedness and mindset is always going to be what drives you forward. And it's not necessarily your physical location on a map, although that helps, right? Because if you are, you know, trying to save money and you're trying to make it in LA, it's mm -hmm. going to be a different story than, you know, yeah. paying a few hundred dollars in for rent in Bali. So there yeah. are technicalities to what I'm saying, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I truly believe that if you want it and you're resourceful and you're going for it and you're actually taking action steps, you can make it work from anywhere. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, guys, Celine uh, Da Costa. <laughs> Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the one this is the one that you wrote this is the one this that set it off this, this is, is the, the one that set it off we could put Look, that in where, the link what is this? In the below. that's me jumping in air where it's in utah oh mm -hmm. set it off that's pretty dope look at that picture yeah 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 that was my first article what was the biggest takeaway when you were couch surfing that um well there was several um Opt-in, opt-in, bro. I well, you. I think the big one was what launched my, my career, which is that everyone has a story to tell, and yeah. that story determines your reality. And that none was of a that, big one. None of that would have happened had you have not have just, like, left the confinements of the reality when you were in New York. Absolutely not. Buying things that you didn't need to impress people you didn't like. No. I needed to, yeah. and this is actually part of what my memoir is about. The concept is, you know, what it means to rip everything apart and just start new to start designing from a blank canvas, even if you're scared, mm -hmm. even if you don't know where you're going, that if you actually are connected to your bigger why and the reason and like the bigger purpose of why you're doing what you're doing, it's just gonna fill itself out. Mm. It's gonna become a masterpiece by its own right because the intention was to create a mass masterpiece. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Because you never, you say, I'm not gonna settle for anything less than a masterpiece then not every action that you take from that moment forward has to be in par with yeah. a masterpiece. Who do you want to become today? Right? Yeah, mm. exactly. Where can people find you? Where can people find me? So I made it very, very easy. In a cafe. Um, <laughs> Salsa dancing. I'll be here at Salsa 3 dancing with Mike. Um, so on all my social channels, um, follow me on Instagram, yo, at Celine DaCosta, C-E-L-I-N-N-E. She has a blue check mark. D-A-C-O-S-A. It's one. two N's, not one N, for those of you who can't find me. And it's the same thing on my website, CelineDaCosta.com. Um, for those of you who are interested in, in working with me, that's also on the website. And um, I have- But it'll be closed. It'll be too no, late. Bro, yeah. there's many ways to work with me. <laughs> you got private consultations. One-on-one. -on -one. I don't have a YouTube. Why don't you have a YouTube? Because you I don't be get it. You don't get you need it. You to be in I, like, the camera. I need yeah, to like, you're, talk you're literally to someone. Like, yes. You're the second person who told me that. I'm 
I can't be. No, you're not the second. You're literally like the female version of me. In the first hour. Whenever we hang out, like seriously, even like all of this stuff, the conversations. I was literally staying at the house of these like really big Facebook creators in Singapore last week, and one of them was pulled me aside and was like, "You, you, you need like this. You need to be on video. This is like not. I don't know how to. I don't get it. I don't get it. You just do the exact same thing with a camera looking. Telling stories is one thing with words, but your personality just yeah. Like you can make a different impact on people who. Like through camera that you can't with. I know. Writing. I just don't know. Like I don't have like a. I don't know. Like literally, if we'll, I would we'll, make we'll my talk. first we'll video. We'll okay, we'll let's talk, talk about it. Hashtag connection. So guys, check out our Instagram and uh, yes, yeah. Please. Thank you so much for joining. Thanks, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.